You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I remember when I first started sharing more stories in my business, it was like I had a light bulb moment. And it finally clicked for me that I was seeing the transformation with the people that I was networking with when I told story. They finally understood what I did and how I supported my clients. And that's when I knew I was onto something and needed to share more of myself through storytelling. I'm excited to announce that I'm going to be hosting a workshop, a 90-minute live interactive workshop where you're going to learn how to tell better stories. Will you show up as your authentic self, grow your personal brand, and close more sales? So if you've been wondering or asking yourself, do I need to learn how to use storytelling in my business? This workshop is for you. Join me on February 16th for a 90-minute intensive workshop where we're going to dive really deep into your story, create all the pieces for building out your origin story, and how to use storytelling in your social posts and the videos that you create when you're interviewed on podcasts or even if you are showing up and speaking live or virtually on stages. Head to darleneholly.com backslash storytelling workshop to learn more. The early bird registration is only $47 if you sign up before February 1st. And then if you sign up after February 1st until February 16th, when we go live for the workshop, it'll be $97. Head over, check it out. I would love to have you join me. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to 2022 to Attract and Stand Out. I'm your host, Starlene Holly. And I am so excited to have you guys back. Welcome to the new year. I am here today with Tiffany Lavelle. She is a highly sought after mental health expert specializing in the field of cognitive behavioral therapy. After 10 years in her field and an international best-selling author, she is able to bring knowledge and compassion to each program she offers her clients. Tiffany, I am so thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, welcome into 2022. We were just talking beforehand. It's been a fun year already for both of us, I think. (laughs) And so I know for myself, I'm glad just to be here and excited to see what the new year is going to bring. It definitely did not start out the way that I had planned. I had like this vision of excitement and clean slate and new year and all this energy in December to like start the year off. And then I wasn't feeling great during the holidays and the first week of January, I was not working um, and I'm glad to be back. And how are you doing? (laughs) I I felt very similar. Like I envisioned calendars and post-its and my planner and all the things and New Year's found me in my bed, not feeling great and just trying to recover from Christmas junk that was in my, you know, chest and lungs and Oh, I'm happy to really now be back and 
somebody messaged me yesterday in the carpool lane at school and said, it's good to see you among the living again. And I'm like, it's good to be among the living again. You're like, yeah. I'm back and I'm on this side of the dirt. It's all yes. good. That, yes, 2022 no. cannot bring anything any more crazier than starting the year off. <laughs> the no, way no, I just felt like it was almost like a cleanse, you know, like when you juice for two weeks or something and you yeah. just feel really awful. I feel like that was kind of the end of the year, beginning of the year. I did my cleanse. Now I'm ready to really rock and roll and get things done. So nothing better than an all natural cleanse. Yeah. My skinny jeans are all really loose and I lost probably 15 pounds. So it really kind of was like that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll take it however we get it. Right. <laughs> yes. At yes. least we didn't have to like drink celery juice for weeks oh. on end, which I do sometimes because I'm crazy like that. And I will, I make one of my girlfriends and I all juice for us and we'll, and I'll bring her the juice. And I'm like, all right, we're drinking this. We're going to do it for like two weeks straight. <laughs> um, and I always feel really good at the end of it, but I'm like by day five, I'm like, oh my God, if I have to drink, like, I'm like plugging my nose, I'm like chugging yeah. it. Like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. So if we can do yeah. it without adding all the things that we don't want to drink, yeah. we'll take it. My juicer is a little dusty. She's probably feeling a little bit um, abandoned, rejected. I probably should dust her off and yeah. pull her out yeah. and put some celery in it. Yeah, we should probably keep going with it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should, let's challenge each other to a, a juice off. There we go. There we go. Yes. So and if we, we get to end of year with that healthy energy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. All right. Deal. We'll do that. Let's do it. Well, I'm excited that you're here and I am excited to hear your story. Um, as you know, I love, I love storytelling and my business, I teach storytelling to help um, business owners really stand out and let people see them in a different light. Cause there's so many people that do what we do, but when we can share our story and show up and just share our message in a beautiful way that only we truly can, because it's our story, it's not somebody else's. Um, it's really powerful. So I'm excited. I keep saying I'm just excited today because apparently I'm using the word excited so much that I'm just <laughs> you're but just excited I, to be back. <laughs> yes. I want to hear your story. Tell us, take us back to like Tiffany in the beginning of this entrepreneurial journey. What did that look like? How did you get here? Tell us all the things. Well, I mean, I really think things started when I was a kid. I um my mom, she always is like, oh my gosh, don't tell that story but I really wanted braces. And my mom's like, we can't afford braces. You're just going to have to wait. And I'm like, well, what if I come up with the money on my own? Can we like, then can we do it? And she's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're 13. If you can come up with the money for braces, we'll do that. And I went door to door in my neighborhood asking if anybody would be willing to sponsor my braces. And when my mom got a call from a neighbor saying, do you know, your daughter just came asking for money for her braces. My mom was mortified and um, they decided to just figure out how to pay for the braces themselves instead of having me go. So I always have kind of had this drive of how can I figure it out? If there's a problem, how can I figure it out? What's next? Like it was never too big. It was always just about, no, there's another way. Okay. What else? What else? What else? And I just kind of became obsessed with solving problems. And I think as an entrepreneur, we absolutely have to be in that space because we never know what we're going to run into, whether it's a marketing issue, whether it's a, you know, team member issue, whether it's a financial issue, like there's just always going to be something that comes up. And if we can be in that space of really being obsessed with finding solutions, we will always be able to move through the things and nothing is going to feel 
you know, unsurmountable. We'll just be able to, okay, this is the next thing. So we're working on this. This is what we're dealing with. And okay, now what are all the things we need to do or look at to be able to dissect this? And so that really started my journey. I did a lot of different direct sales along the way. And I think dabbling in that was kind of helpful to see different ways businesses work, different ways people work within those businesses. Um, but it was about 10 years ago that I really felt like there was a different direction I needed to go, that it wasn't just about a duplication strategy in network marketing or direct sales, but it was about the individual. And we could teach duplication over and over and over again. But really, if we were not meeting the needs of the individual, we were missing the mark to be able to help them be successful. And so I kind of pulled away from that and really started focusing on cognitive behavioral things, on neuro-linguistic programming, like how brains really work so that I could focus on the one and help them be successful. And then I could focus on the next one and make it more individualized versus this group collective okay, check off all the boxes and then you'll be successful. And it was, it was absolutely that way. And then it moved into this space of really being able to support people to get off the therapy couch. And so it kind of transitioned from business coaching into more mental health and being able to really empower people to see that you don't have to be sitting on that couch for the rest of your life, relying on this person to get you through every single week. Like you really already have the stuff inside of you. And it was about being able to teach them, empower them to then go out. And so that's where I'm at right now is in that space, which I have a lot of business owners still that are my clients, but I also have a lot of stay at home moms, a lot of, you know, people that would love to start a business, but don't know how, because they're kind of stuck in this mindset, mental health nonsense. And um, so it's been a really beautiful just journey and experience in um, started out with braces. And now here I am like straight teeth and ready to just serve in a variety of different ways. I mean, I work with people with trauma and addiction and anxiety and depression and just feeling like my life is good, but why aren't I happy? I mean, I just have a lot of clients that are that way and um, really being able to make it super individualized for them to be able to understand how they work, that this isn't a one size fits all. It's how do you work? How are you able to show up? What's different about you that makes you work so that we can help you be your best self and show up in the world the way you were meant to. So I love it. It's been a really fun ride. I love the journey that you've been on because you really, you, you tested the waters in lots of different areas to see like, do I like this? Like in so many people I talk to, like we can have passions about lots of different things. We can do things that we maybe we enjoy, but maybe don't light us up, but we kind of go on this journey and of self-discovery is what it, what kind of, what comes to mind is like testing all the waters, seeing what works and then really finding our true calling. And you could tell, like, as you shared your journey, how you lit up, as you started talking about the work that you do today and the impact of the work that you have, because the, especially right now, like we're two year, almost two years, which is crazy that we've been in this pandemic for that long. And I can only imagine some of the conversations and the way, like the support that you've been able to give and how I know how needed you are in a time like this, when so many people, even like I consider myself like pretty happy. Like I'm like nothing, like I can bounce back really quickly. Like I might have my days where I'm, you know, sad or feeling a little bit lower, but I can get out of that on my own pretty easily. But over the holidays and just being sick and different things like that, 
it was really isolating and I felt really alone. And I was like, wow, like if I'm feeling like this, somebody who can bounce back really quickly and knows how to kind of self-coach myself through these situations, like the impact, like I, you hear so many stories of people that have just gone through so many hard times. And it, yeah. it was kind of, I got, it was a real like check for myself. Like, wow, like this is, if I'm feeling this, so many other people like are right. really feeling it. And I, now I can, now I can see it in a different light. And so I know how valuable, like just, you know, having somebody to talk to somebody to like help pull you out when you're not feeling at your highest. Yeah. One so of my, um, I do, uh, what's called the brilliance Academy and I teach people how to do what I do. So they go through this Academy process where they learn cognitive behavioral therapy. They learn hypnosis, they learn NLP. And one of my students in there, she was feeling a little bit insecure. And she said, I just don't think that, you know, I'll be able to reach anybody the way you do, or I just don't think there's enough room for me in this space. And I was like, listen, sis, the sky is big enough for us all to fly. You do not need to worry about that. It's about finding your people. There's plenty of people out there that need support and need to be loved on and to be helped through whatever they're going through. You don't have to worry about that. It's just about you being able to just laser focus on who are you meant to show up and serve. Um, because like you just said, this past two years has been incredibly challenging for people. And some people show it, but some people don't. Like some people just don't show that they're hurting. And yet they're the ones that probably need the most support because they're just like teetering on this edge of being okay versus totally falling apart. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons I love to have these conversations because the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it. People- right. Right. It's so easy to, you know, go to the grocery store and when the cat, when the cashier at checkout asks how you're doing, you're like, oh, I'm great. Everything's wonderful. Like we just always say, oh, I'm good. We're so trained by society to be like, oh, we're fine. Everything's good. I got this. You know, the world's really hard right now, but you know, I'm doing really good and I'm handling it really well. And then we walk back in our house and we like completely deflate. And I, we don't, because so many people put on that front, we don't always know how many people are actually truly hurting. And when the, I notice for myself, the more I talk about what I'm going through and how, you know, we, we, ha- we all live life. We all have things happen. You don't have to like share all the things with everybody. I'm not a big advocate of like, woe is me. And let me tell you all my drama, but there's definitely a time and a place when you're in a conversation and you're, you know, connecting with somebody, letting them know like, oh, I see you and I feel the same way and you're not alone. Like that goes yeah. a long way, especially when it comes to our mental state. And I think it's beautiful how many people are saying like, hey, I'm going to therapy. Like, and that's a normal sentence now. There's not shame. There should never right. be shame behind that because all of us have gone through stuff, whether yeah. we want to, like not everybody has, um, big T trauma versus little T trauma. Like we, like some, some of it's different, but we still go through situations and we all have emotions and feelings and we go through loss and, you know, relationship highs and lows and those different things. And when I think the more we normalize, like, Hey, I'm talking to somebody or I have a coach or a mentor, or I go to a support group, or I'm going to church and meeting up with my, my, the woman in the community to talk about what's coming up. That's powerful when more people share that they're doing that because it gives permission to everybody else to start to speak up and say, Hey, I'm there too. And I feel this and I'm going through it and I'm, it's going to be okay. Cause we've got each other's back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that community, that tribe, 
um, it's one of the things that I teach, but it's, that's feminine energy. And when we live in this place of like masculine energy and women are living in masculine energy, we miss the connection. We miss the community. We miss the tribe, all of that, like healing that happens from being together. We really miss out on it because we're just stuck over here in this masculine, get it done, fix it, make it better, check it off the list kind of energy. That's not where we're meant to thrive. We're just showing up there because we have to, to survive the world. But if we could move back over into that feminine space where we were created to be, man, it would be amazing what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up like the masculine versus the feminine because you see it everywhere you go. Um, how we're expected, you know, we're, we're com- as women, we compare ourselves to men and how they've been out there growing their businesses and how they show up and speak on a stage or like how they yeah. carry themselves. And we're like, oh, well, that's what, that's what, how, how people define success is based off of that masculine energy. And so there's almost like this sense of like, am I doing it right? Or shame when we try to show up just as ourselves. And the more that we step into that, the more powerful we actually are. And you can totally see women light up when they just like accept themselves for who they are and go with that feminine approach and that connection and that really, I think that's why, especially during COVID, the relationships have been able to grow so much deeper. Like the roots, I feel like are able to go so much further because we're taking the time to slow down and really build deeper, stronger connections versus, you know, just trying to, you know, surface level everything, whether it's, you know, networking for our businesses, like, you know, maybe this is just me, but I remember 15 years ago when I started my business, I almost like butterfly connected with people. I'm like, oh, it's great to meet you. And it's great to meet you. And oh, let me meet you this person over here. And let me introduce this person over here. And I was great at connecting and people knew who I was, but they never got a chance to really know me because I was, I wanted to know everybody in the room. Cause I thought that I would be like, if everybody knows my name, kind of like Norm and cheers, (laughs) if everybody knows my name, when I walk into a networking event or Norm into the bar, then people are going to know me. They're going to see me. They're going to be able to refer business. And then I had this aha moment, like two years into my business that I actually wasn't serving myself trying to know everybody. It was when I slowed down a little bit and like stopped and had a conversation and shared more of myself and what I've gone through and how I came here that those roots got deeper. And that's when people were like, oh, like you need to meet this person and you should connect with this person or, hey, I need you. And that's when like the transition really, like I saw the transition for myself. And I think it's, I've noticed that just over the past two years, like so many of us were wanting to, you know, know everybody, do everything, do all the things, hashtag all the things, you know, that's, you know, you're volunteering at the school for the PTA, you're volunteering in the community center, you're running your business, you're making um, homemade um, dinner every single night and fresh baked cookies on the weekend. And you're doing all those things, but you're never really taking time for yourself. And when we slow that down, so much power can happen when we just kind of get still and let ourselves root for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's something to be said about really just grounding yourself in what's really most important. And I think a lot of people have discovered that over the past couple of years, what's really most important. And I mean, in in a pandemic, I tripled my income last year versus what I did the previous year. When people were saying it can't be done, nobody's spending money, nobody needs this kind of services, nobody needs this, but I absolutely did that. And 
it was because I was super grounded. I was aligned in what was really most important. It wasn't all about the bells and whistles and the frills of all the marketing and all the things, right? It was just about, I'm going to show up super intentional and I'm going to serve. And there was value in that. And so my business grew astronomically, which was just beautiful to be able to be in that space. Yeah. And that's what people, I think that's what I'm seeing with my clients right now too. Like when they're sitting back and stay showing up how people are actually needing them right now. And especially the work that you do, like there's a, there's a super beautiful timeliness right now that like for what you're doing and how you're serving. And then when you do it from this place of like authentically just showing up and sharing some of your stories and the mess, like the mess that we live in sometimes too, like, right. Like here's what I'm going through. People can resonate and they see that and they're like, okay, like I can, I can share myself with this person. I can make the change that I need to because they just see you showing up in such a beautiful way. So I can imagine how that connection goes hand in hand with like the profits from the year on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really opened myself up to be vulnerable to my clients this past year. So I'm in the middle of going through a divorce and, um, for a long time, I kept personal things really personal and just worked with clients. Like it was just kind of sunshine and roses. Like I'm here to serve you. And this is how great life can be. But this past year, I really opened myself up to just share that with them and talk about, look, you can go through something really yucky and still be successful. Like I had my best year of my business while I was in the middle of this really yucky, like personal experience. And to be able to show people yeah, it's hard and I cry and I am sad and life is hard sometimes, but I also can still massively create and I can still really show up in my calling. I can be a great mom. I'm a super fun neighbor. Like I can have, you can have both. That's where I think as a society and culture, just people, we think it's either, or I'm either happy or I'm sad. I'm either successful or I'm a failure, but real life is you can have both. You can have struggle, but you can also really have beautiful things. You can be in pain, but you can also be really grateful. You can have adversity, but you can also be massively financially successful. So we need to get into this place where we realize, oh, I can have more than one thing right now. Just because it's hard, I could also have things be good and and recognize that. It's it's that ebb and flow. It's that yes, flow of it, right? Absolutely. Where like you're, you're going to, it's going to be, there's going to be days that are roller coastery, but some days are going to be high. Some days are going to be low and we can show up and honor that space. I think it's, you know, for myself, when I honor like, oh, I'm just feeling a little bit tired today, or I'm not, I just need like a quieter day to like go inward and connect with myself. And the next day I might, or even the next hour, sometimes like I'm back to like chipper and, you know, joking around and having fun with things. And it's honoring and respecting that we're going to go through those emotions and that we're just, we just are okay with it. We don't have to like judge ourselves yep. in those moments. What would you say has been one of the, like the most challenging struggles as you've grown your business? You can, you can talk even like back when you started or even like over this time where you've been growing, like what have some of the, like the pains been for you? Like as far as the business growth or challenges from marketing or Well, I mean, even deeper than that was really feeling like I was worthy of the growth. Like I had really just hit the glass ceiling for so long and was really consistently 
generating, you know, this amount, but really wanting to break through that glass ceiling. And then once I did the very first time, um, I had like a $30,000 month. And when I hit that $30,000 a month, I was like, oh, what if I'm not a good mom because I just made this much money? And what if like, it was, it was a lot of worthiness, like mind stuff that I think was the biggest obstacle of being able to move through so that I could continually do that. Right. Cause if I could do it once I could do it again and I could do it again and again, which that is what, how last year went for me is really being able to work through that worth stuff. Um, I think other things have been challenging, like learning roles for team and learning who I needed and who I didn't and, um, different systems and, you know, operations, all of those come and they, there's different struggles and elements to that. But I really think that for entrepreneurs, their biggest issue is always themselves. Mm. Like they're the ones that are going to get in their own way and they're going to cause the biggest problems for their business. Um, their belief, their, their worth, their identity, their stories that they tell themselves. If you can clear up all that, you can do anything. And that is what I was able to show myself this last year of like, once I got out of my own way, I was totally different than I had ever been before. And I think, I mean, I was in the middle, like I left my husband, we moved across the country. I bought a new house by myself. So there's a lot of things that came with that. But I was really became empowered, realizing that I, I can do this. I can, and my business reflected, I can do this. I can create this way. And it was, um, I don't know, it was just really cool to be an observer of that, but also be on the inside of it. On the end of it. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you for going there because I know sometimes we as women, we struggle with that balance. Well, if I'm successful in my business then I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be seen as a good mom, or I'm not going to feel like I'm giving quality time or being, I'm going to be so busy in my business. I can't show up with my kids. And that's absolutely not true. Like there's right. this beautiful harmony that you can have in your business where, yeah, you're going to have the ebbs and flows where some days you're more momming and doing that piece. And some days you're more focused on the business and you've got calls or conferences or um, clients, right. different things like that, but you can do, you can have both. It doesn't have to be an either, or, um, right. I, have talked to some, I was talking with a client a couple months ago and she made a comment kind of like what used to how you started your story. She's like, but if I make more money in my business, I'm not going to be able to be a good mom because I'm going to be so busy serving my clients. And I had a, like I, we had a, a, a big discussion around like what that belief was because I'm, and I, and I think I, I've even had that at some points, you know, if I'm too successful, will I be able to still balance and do right. all the things that I need to do. And the answer is yes, it looks different. You bring in some extra help, you get a house cleaner, um, right. you schedule, some of your weeks are heavier with clients and some are lighter so that you can spend more time in, with the kids. And it's about not necessarily always the quantity, it's the quality that, of the time that you spend with the family as well. But so right. many of us struggle with like, if I, I can't be too successful because if I'm too successful, I'll get too big for my britches and I won't be able to show up as the way I need. And, and I, and I see so many of us actually like blow that stat right out the window because it's so not true. We're able to be successful business owners and not women business owners, just successful business owners. Like we label that, like for heaven bid, like we're, you know, we're part of the business world Part of like, yeah because we're allowed to do all the things that everybody else does as well. 
But I, yeah. I really goes back to that and, right? Like I can be a successful business owner and I can be a great mom. Yeah. Two things can be true at the yep. same time. Yeah, it's not either or. So no. if you're listening to this right now and you think you can't be successful or if you are successful, you're going to be not the mom that you want to be. Because I know for myself, like I started my business because I was a single mom at the time. And I wanted more freedom and flexibility in my schedule so that I could go to soccer games. I could be there for checking my, my oldest son's 26 now. Um, and it was just me and him the first 10 years of his life. And I had a lot of mom guilt when I worked retail management because I was working 60 plus hours a week and I was exhausted and I was stressed out and I wasn't with him as much as I wanted to be. And then when I was home with him, because of the demands of my job, I felt like I was letting my team down at the store. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't be like I, I just, it was like tug of war with inner, on the inside mm-hmm. of myself. And so when I started discovering like, what else could I do? How can I, like, what, what would entrepreneurship look like? Can I start my own business? Is that even possible? Can I do that? Nobody in my family had ever done it. My parents sold Amway, but it was not, it was like a hobby for them. It wasn't, you know, consistent income or anything. It was just something they were dabbling in and, you know, playing around with. So I wasn't really sure if that was even possible. And then I found business coaching and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm basically doing coaching. I didn't know what, I didn't even know coaching was a word at the time, which is hysterical now. Right. But back then the word coaching wasn't as big of a thing, but when I looked back at what I was doing inside my retail management career and HR training and development and operate like the operations piece, I was like, oh, I've been coaching my employees this whole entire time. And I could just transfer that over into the business coaching side of things. And I had to learn more of the business side from a different viewpoint than what I was doing as far as like the inside operations for HR and retail. But I was like, it lit me up. I was like, oh, I can do this. (laughs) And it doesn't mean it was easy the first couple of years. It definitely, you know, there was growing pains. I was used to clients just being there and serving customers. I didn't know how to find them. That was a whole fun. Thank goodness I figured it out. (laughs) But, you know, we, we, we questioned, can we do all these things? And I really just wanted to be there more for that freedom and flexibility. And now I can do, like, I can tuck my kids in and I can go to a conference and enjoy the heck out of that too. And not feel the guilt anymore because it's on my terms, right. Versus right. somebody else telling me I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's been one of the things I've loved the most is being able to, like, I work when my kids are at school and I take Fridays off and I'm done when it's time to pick them up and I just get to be mom. And so I get to do both things right? Like I get to be successful and I get to be super mom after school. And I love that. That's, that's my dream life is being able to do that. So being able to feel confident enough to set that up for yourself is important and having the coaching and the guidance and the like clearing out of all of the chaos in your head about what you believe about yourself that isn't serving you is critical. So it's, it's all very important pieces to the puzzle to help you be successful. Yeah. The self-development books and the things that I read and the stuff that I do for success in my business has mostly been the inner work that I've done for myself. It wasn't necessarily the um, courses or the business development stuff that I've done. Like those have all helped and, you know, they move the needle, but the real work has happened, you know, doing the deep work for myself to like, getting clear on my worth and my value and how I can show up and that I can do whatever it is that I want to do. So I'm glad that you brought that into the conversation because I think the number one thing we learn as entrepreneurs is that we have to work on ourselves first. And so 
the more we can work on ourselves. And it's a continuous practice as entrepreneurs too. I know every single client that I work with, prospect that I talk to, colleague, people I talk to on podcasts, like all of us are like, all right, what do I need to work on next for myself so I can take myself to that next level? That's where the work needs to be done. So it begins there. What, and you may have identified some of this and what we just talked about, but what does success truly mean to you? Like when you, like, what is a successful life look like? I really think it's living in your core values, like honoring your core values, whatever those are and showing up really authentically. And if your core value is adventure, then it means that you are living a life of adventure. If your number one core value is spirituality, that it's that you are truly aligned and connected to your higher power. I think that so many people are out of alignment and out of balance with their core values that they just go about life getting them met in cheap ways and they're never really hitting who they are or what's most important to them. And I mean, money is part of that, right? Like it's an abundance piece. It allows you to have adventures. It allows you to have experiences and connections with different people. Um, but it's not a core value. Like making money is not a core value. You, you make money to serve your core values. And so I think success is really when we live genuinely and authentically aligned with our core values. I'm so glad you said that. You're like my soul sister. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) I so couldn't agree more. Tiffany, this has been so fun. We're going to jump into rapid fire questions in just a minute. But before we do, can you share with us a little bit about like, what are you up to in your business right now? And what type of clients are you serving at the moment? So I am um, getting ready to start another round of our Brilliance Academy. And so I'm looking for people who want to coach, who want to serve in big ways, um, who want to be able to ask better questions. Our Academy is six months of learning. And then it's six months of like intense business coaching. So it's a turnkey. We're going to build out your business. Once you've learned all of the components, we do your logo and all your branding and all of that stuff. Um, And so that's where I'm at right now is we're really working on who are our next students that are going to go through that um, year long program with us. Um, But I also in a couple of weeks, I'm teaching a free love your body boot camp, And that is so fun. It's four days. It's just kind of Facebook live, not Zoom interactions. You just get to watch me. You can watch the replay, Um, but it really helps you connect with your body, with your, uh, I mean, your body is your vehicle through life. So if we don't love our body, we're going through life faking it most of the time then. So it's connecting to that, a lot of forgiveness, um, just connection is the biggest word that comes to my mind with that experience. So those who are feeling like, well, I could really use a little bit of support here. I could really, I'd love to drop some of the baggage. I lost 75 pounds doing what I'm going to teach in this love your body boot camp, And so that's always a big, like people's eyes get really wide and they're like, uh, yeah, I would like to do that and not have to go to the gym. Yeah. I didn't go to the gym while I did this. It was just internal work and processing stuff that I was carrying that I didn't need to be carrying. We're bag ladies learning how to set the bags down. So yeah. I'm doing that. Um, but there's always something going on. So if you want to 
you know, connect with me or ask questions. Um, if anybody is interested in reaching out, I'm always available for a conversation. I like people to interview me before they work with me to see if I'm a good fit for them, because I don't feel like you should ever be stuck with somebody. I feel like you should really make sure that things align and you feel connection. Um, because if I'm going to support you through some trauma and through some yucky stuff, I want to make sure that you trust that I'm your right person. So, yeah, I love that. It's, 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 I always say it's when I jump on calls with people, it's not really a sales call. It's a conversation so I can get to know you and you can get to know me and we can see if yeah. working together is the right fit because there's nothing worse than being in a, in a relationship, whether it's with a spouse, a partner, a friend, a client where it's just like the values don't align and there's not that deep connection. So I love that you invite people in for that. So if you're listening and that spoke to you, like reach out to Tiffany and connect with her because that's such a beautiful, a beautiful conversation can happen and you'll never know where it will take you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to ask you some fun questions just to kind of get to know you on a little bit of a deeper personal level. They're going to be super scary. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. I'm always super curious because since COVID's happened, I watch way too much TV compared to what I used to. So are you binge watching anything currently? And what are you, if so, what? (laughs) Yes, I am watching for like the fourth time parks and recreation. Okay. Like it's just dumb and funny. And I like Leslie Nope is my spirit person. And I just laugh. Like it's, I just laugh. I've watched a lot of serious dramas and um, I come back to the comedy. Like it's just light. I can watch a couple episodes before bed or seven, whatever, like seven. <laughs> when, it, when it starts to say like, are you still watching? I want to be like, my Joe beeswax Netflix. I am still watching. Don't judge me. <laughs> right, like, go back. Like, carry on. Like it's 2 a.m. and I have to get up in four hours, but yes, let's right. do one more because yeah. I need to find out what's going to happen. Those darn clips. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't usually binge watch, but not feeling well over the holiday. And just like, I had to lay in my bed and just get better. I turned it back on and now I'm sucked in and I'm in like season four and there's seven seasons and I just have to finish it. Cause you can't stop it in the middle. Like you've yeah. got to get through it. So yeah, yes, that's currently my um, secret. Obsession. I, I don't get the TV in my house during the day between the husband and the kids. Like I just give up. So usually my husband work, wakes up super early for work. So I'll usually, once he falls asleep, I'll binge watch something. And it's sometimes one episode, sometimes more. I won't, some, right. sometimes I'm like, go to bed, darling. Um, <laughs> yes. But Shit's Creek was my like funny oh, yeah. fun one. Like I, I think yeah, I, I watched that again. one. I was just thinking about it the other day with somebody else I was talking to. And I was like, that one, like I was like giggling and my husband would wake up and like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, go back to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. Um, yeah. Yep. Are you reading anything currently? A book on the nightstand or a book that you can oh recommend? Gosh. I always have like 10 books on my nightstand. Um, but I am listening to um, You're a Badass at Making Money. I feel like you should be listening to a wealth consciousness book every single day or reading from it every single day as an entrepreneur. It continually is putting good stuff. And so that's the one that I am um it's going yeah. in the background constantly. That one is amazing. I was just listening to it, um, the audiobook when I was driving to Vegas um, back in yeah. November for a conference. I listened to it on the drive there and back. I'm like, so good. Yeah. I'm like, I need all the minds at that. And um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Dunfield Thompson. Uh, I haven't listened to that one. Um, I'll have to. That one's to a great that. one as well. 
And then if you could say one person who has made a huge impact on your life, who would you name and why? Hmm. Not a famous person, but it's my dad. Um, when I was 14 years old, I called a boy and we were not allowed to call boys, my sister and I, that was against the rules back in 1994. And um, my consequence was I could either quit the cheerleading team or I could read a book of my dad's choice. And I had just made the cheerleading team. So I was not going to quit the cheerleading team. And so I'm like, sure, I'll read your dumb book. Like, how, like how bad can this be? And um, the, the side part to that was I had to write a report on every chapter and turn it into him every other day. So one day was reading and one day was writing. And the book he chose was Awaken the Giant Within. And it's like, you know, that thick. And that was my first personal development book. And as a parent now of a 14 year old and multiple other ages, I think how smart, like he could have kicked me off the cheerleading team, but what would that really have taught me for this silly calling the boy thing? Like, yeah, what, what was the consequence really? Like he gave me a, a lifetime of now I'm intentionally choosing different things. And that started this personal development journey of I'm in control. Like I can't blame things on people anymore because I've just read this book and I know that it's true now. And yeah. so can you imagine being 14 years old and being super accountable to what you think and what you believe about others? And that, that was, so I've really always had a ton of respect for my dad and the way that he chose to parent me. And from that point on what it looked like that, um, I don't know, he's, he's kind of my hero. Yeah. That's I some kick-ass that. parenting right there. Yeah. Like I love my it. daughter totally hates it because now she is 14 and I'm like, what do you choose sis? Like, where, what do you want? And she's really frustrated about it, but I can't wait for her to get the same assignment that you got and see what she learns from it though. So that she can. Yeah. Years I know I secretly am waiting for her to also get in trouble. Cause I'm like, it's coming. Tony <laughs> Robbins is coming. <laughs> it's, for sure, it's for sure coming at some point because oh yes. hashtag teenager life. Like, of course yep. we have to, we have to discover for ourselves. We have to push our limits and, yeah. you know, see what we can. Yeah, but I mean, think about that. This is a consequence, not a punishment. And think of how better she's going to be as a result yeah. of that. Like, can you imagine if everybody parented that way, where it was really about helping them become better on the other side of the consequence, instead of go to your room for two hours, what are they really learning? How are they really becoming any better than they were before by isolating them? So, and it's, yeah. it's bad enough that they're watching, you know, two hours of TikTok and YouTube mm -hmm. every day to like, I don't do that on my house. Brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, my house is not a TikTok YouTube house. So my kids think I'm the worst already because I don't allow it, but they don't need that. I, I just recently me. discovered that because we don't, my, my daughter, my kids don't have TikTok, but um, my daughter has found that you can watch some of the videos on YouTube. And I'm like, well, how are you watching TikTok? Why? I'm like, that's a TikTok. And she's like, oh, they're on YouTube too. And I'm like, Okay. So yep. now we I have to like watch closer yeah, what she's watching. Yeah. Yep. All right. We won't go off on this tangent because I could totally go off on a tangent right now. But I know. I could see parenting. We'll have parenting a, another thing. Yeah. We'll have a whole conversation about that next time. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the world today, where would you go? 
restriction free if I could travel anywhere in the restriction world. Restriction free, right pretend like we lived yeah. in like, you know, pre-pandemic times. <laughs> um, I really, I turned 40 this last year <clears throat> and I really wanted to go to Europe for my, for my 40th. I just really wanted to go experience the beauty and the culture of Europe. Um, so that would be, I think my first place that I would go. Perfect. Let's pack our bags. We're going. And my last question for you is what does attract and stand out mean to you? I think it's about being who you are unapologetically and, you know, not being worried about what anybody else thinks and you automatically draw people to you because people are attracted to authenticity. It's brave. It's bold. There's courage there. And a lot of times if they don't have the courage to get there and they see it in someone else, it opens them up to, oh my gosh, if they can do it, I can do it. I think there's just a beautiful power that comes from attract and stand out. Beautiful. Thank you, Tiffany, so much for being here and sharing your journey and your story and just connecting with me. I so love these conversations and it's been an absolute honor to talk with you. I know people are going to want to connect with you and get to know you better. Where do you like to hang out? Where do you want them to go? So I'm on Facebook. You can find me Tiffany Lovell, you know, facebook.com slash Tiffany Lovell. Um, you can also, I've got a free gift. If anybody is wanting to really still set their new year up, um, we made a beautiful journal that you can download and it's at reclaiminglightgift.com. Um, it's like a 32 page beautifully done journal that will help you set your year up for success, choose a word, set some goals, um, reflect on the previous year. So you can go snag that there and then I'll be able to be in touch with you. Um, but you are welcome to just send me a message on Facebook and let's set up a time to talk if you want to dig a little bit deeper or um, see what else is possible. Amazing. Go download it. There's nothing better than a good journal session. Like that's my absolute favorite thing to do, especially yeah. if I'm in just a space where I have too much in my brain. Um, that sounds lovely. Tiffany, thank you so much. Um, it's You're been welcome. another fun episode on the Attract and Stand Out podcast. Remember everyone, I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.